Hey guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. Today's guest on Talking Strongman, the six-time Canada's Strongest Man and 2002 overall Super Series Strongman winner, the one and only Hugo Girard. Another guy that I used to love watching in the late 90s and early 2000s. Hugo, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks, it's great to be here too. You still look like you're absolutely massive. Obviously, you're still training hard and looking in good shape. Actually, I train as hard as I used to and less than did. Now, I don't have to be strong. I just need to look strong. Uh, you're, so, you're, you're definitely looking strong. The shoulders are massive. <laughs> are, you still, are you still pressing some big numbers like you used to or just more bodybuilding stuff now? Oh, it's more bodybuilding stuff. You know, uh, lightweight, a lot of reps, a lot of sets. So the main thing is not to get injured. So we'll be sure to be able to do uh, what I have to do professionally. My strongman years are behind me now. So I let other people you know, put on the number. So what are you, what are you doing professionally these days? You run, do you still run a lot of strongman in Canada? No, actually, uh, I've been away from it since 2014, 2015. Okay. Yeah. So now I, I own a gym. I own an online training uh, platform. Yeah. I own a supplement line. I do uh, TV, I'm a TV host, so I got four shows. Uh, I'm working on becoming an actor as well, so uh, awesome. I got my hands full of stuff. You're a busy man, it's good to see. I am actually, very busy. Oh, it's really good to see, because obviously, I mean, if, if for, for people that sort of watched Strongman back when I did, late, to, late 90s, early 2000s, you were without question one of the best guys in the world. But you never, you never seemed to perform your best at World's Strongest Man, but the one day shows, yeah, this man wasn't, uh, wasn't really the kind of show that I was made to actually perform. Yep. The show is made for TV, so it wasn't made for a contest. So a lot of uh, layover, a lot of waiting. So one or two events a day. So you know how it is. You know, you go through the qualifier, it takes you three days. Then you yep. get to the finals for three or four days layoff. Then you get to the final for another three days of competition. So for me, I was doing a performance anxiety. So uh, I had a hard time to sleep. So after a week, not sleeping, obviously yeah. it's hurting your performance. So I was doing much better in a show when it was one or two day event. So you don't have to get worried about the last event. If you've done wrong, you've done bad, you move on to the next one and then you carry on and then you can have some kind of momentum going. Yeah, definitely. Unlike World's Strongest Man, which is totally different. World's Strongest Man is a very, it's, it's mentally challenging, I find. It's, it's more mental, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. Like, like, sometimes you just do one or two events a day, and if the event goes badly, then you're just thinking about it all the time. Like you say, with the normal shows, you just have to get on with it. You get straight on to the next event. You know, normally in a sport, the TV goes around yeah. performance, not the other way around. So you might be set up to do a big squat, you're all strapped on, you know, psyched up, and then they're going to say, okay, now something wrong with the camera. So they stop for 10 minutes. So they don't want you to put the strap off. You know, I mean, this is, this is what it is. You know, you always want to go to worst one guest men because that's the show that you want to win. Of course. It's not the best show for the sport perspective, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think all of us have stories of being at Worlds where – Unfortunately, things behind the scenes aren't maybe how they appear to everyone else. You know, I've, I've myself, I did the squat at World's Strongest Man one year and only me and one other guy managed to get any reps in our heat. And they were like, oh, this is not good for TV. So we're going to make it a little bit higher and make you all do it again. So I had to you sort of cool down. An hour later, they wanted me to go and squat again with no warm up or anything like that. And yeah. just silly things like that that definitely need to improve. And I, I've heard many stories. It's TV first. And then if you go in the, uh, you look at the register of the World's Strongest Man title, it is not a sports event. It is a TV show event. Yeah, it's an entertainment show, isn't it? Yeah, it's entertainment, yeah. yeah. So, so this is what it is. You all want, you, we all wanted to go there. We all wanted to win, and that's how it is. So obviously, we got lucky enough. We had another show to perform, and I got a great time performing at World's Strongest Man. So I had performing all the other shows as well. Yeah, I guess without World's Strongest Man, we wouldn't have had the other shows as well. So we need to be thankful sometimes for, for these things. And I've said this to other people. Things are improving slowly, 
but it's it's still not enough. I feel like it needs to be better for, for the new guys. It depends from where you look at it, you know. I mean, from my perspective, it's pretty similar to what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, so, uh, there's slightly improvement. I mean, it will evolve a bit, uh, a bit faster. There are there are some better things like behind the scenes now. You have SBD involved, and they've you know invested a lot more, so the athletes have a much better like athletes tent. There's like sofas in there with um, air conditioning and stuff like that. I'm sure when you were doing it, it was literally melting in the sun. <laughs> uh, well, I got some a few story on it. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> you know, back in the days, it was different, and I, I'm glad. You know, I, you know, I had to compete against uh, Sven Carson, Magnus Samuelsson, Yukola, all those names. You know, like the legendary yeah. names. And, uh, you know, being on the same stage and them, you know, uh, I'm just thankful I had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, you you competed against some awesome guys, like you say. You know, Sven, you and you and Sven used to have quite a lot of um, banter between each other. He used to yeah, call yeah. you like the, the donut eating cop and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you, good fun. Yeah, did you have I'll some Glenn? You know, uh, Big Daddy Glenn Ross. Big Daddy, know? yeah. <laughs> stories with him too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, there's. The, I used to love watching you guys. Obviously, that's you know, I, I was just before you sort of um, you finished. I think did you get some bad injuries or something? Just in was it the Mahidi yeah, son? And at the Arnold in 2005, so I tore my Achilles. Yeah. And then uh, took a, a full year to recover. And uh, to be honest with you, I was at my best when I came back. Yeah. You no, know, way stronger than I used to be. And uh, I set up to compete at the Morgan Sun uh, Super Series Grand Prix. And uh, they changed one event, so they came up with the Cannons Wheel, which wasn't in the contract and I received, uh, Conan's will wasn't part of it, but that was strong man back in the days. You know, they will change event without notice and uh, we had to go with it. They so, still do that now. <laughs> so, so anyway, I got there and uh, my plan was to go there and just, you know, dip the water and see how I go against the competition. You know, everybody was there. Magnus, uh, I don't remember if Sven was there. I know Marius was there as well. Yeah. So the top guys were there. Man, uh, yeah, Sven was there as well. And then I managed to win the first two events. And uh, I was feeling quite uh, comfortable. And uh, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to win this show. So uh, instead of taking it easy and not do the strong, uh, the Conan's wheel, I went on and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And uh, this is what happened. I tore my petalot tendon, and that was pretty much it for me. Yeah. It's it's so hard to come back from from so many injuries because when you get one you can come back but then you get every time you sort of fight what your way back to get in great shape again it's that mental stuff yes you know it's very tough you know you came back from quite a big injuries and then you jump into another one and to be honest which one was still motivated I tried for two years to come back but it wasn't the same though they actually reattached my tendon maybe just a bit too long. So I couldn't get a full uh, external uh, uh, contraction on my knees. Yeah. So it was hurting my uh, mobility. So yeah. strength-wise, I came back stronger, but uh, mobility-wise, I wasn't the same. And uh, I tend to compensate with the other side, and that's what happened. I hurt on the other leg, and uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm tired of uh, being in rehab and trying to get back. So I decided to quit. Yeah, I think, and that's the risk. I think a lot of the fans that, that watch don't always understand that because I, I get people telling me, oh, you, you know, you're strong enough. I've seen you training in the gym. You should compete again. But at that top level, when you push to, to 90, 95, 100% again, and then you are slightly compensating because the tendon's slightly shorter than it used to be. Or, and, you know, we're, we're all competitive guys once we get in that competition. We can't take it easy. We want to win. So, you yeah. We're just like Superman, you know. You, <laughs> you got to push. About the game plan, and you just try to do the best that you can, and that's yeah. what I, I love about strongman. Yeah. Most of the guys go out there and give their best, oh. and we all share the same passion. Doesn't matter where we come from, different countries, different background, but the will to perform at our best and try to be the best of the best. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, you know, I look back at the, those days, and uh, I'm missing it. So when I get to the gym, I put some weight. Then I'm like, okay, I don't miss it that much. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it. You, you're sort of watching, thinking, I can still do that. And then it's the next day when you've got the aches and pains and you're like, I'm not recovering as quick as I did a few years ago. <laughs> exactly. You know, to be honest with you, that's, the, that's when I realized how hard it was to train 
for this sport. I was waking up every day and I was sore and hurting yeah. every day of my life. When I stopped competing, I still train every day. You know, I don't train as hard, as not, uh, not as heavy as I used to. Yeah. But now I don't feel that pain. I'm not sore the way I was before. You know, like, and every day I'm a, I manage to do whatever I want and I feel good about myself. I feel good in my body. I remember sometimes, you know, after a, a big leg day, you know, I had a hard time to go to the toilet the next day. <laughs> yeah. Just sitting down on it was a challenge. And then you have to deadlift on that day. And then you just go on with it. Yeah, you're just constantly in pain, aren't you? Yeah. I think... Um, pain becomes your best friend. If you, if you don't like pain, don't do strong, man. That's, that's no, probably my best strong. advice. Anyway, I want you to take me back to what got you started in, in training and strongman in the first place. How, like, how old were you when you, you really got into the gym and, and got like the, the bug to, to lift weights? You know what? For me, it started early on. My dad used to train. I got my first weight when I was five. Wow. And when I was around six, seven, eight years old, I was uh, reading comic books. And I would see myself being uh, the Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And then at age 12, I saw a strongman competition on TV. It was a Defi Mark 10. That was a strongman show held here in Montreal back in the day. And they had a world championship final in Montreal. And I saw Bill Gasmeyer, John Bossing Marson, and that was it. I'm like, those guys are like the superheroes of the comic books I was reading before. Yeah. So I went up to my mom and I told her, this is what I'm going to do later on. I'm going to become World Strongest Man. And I'm going to become just like them. And that's how I got started. From there on, I raised money in exchange with good grades with my parents. They paid half of a set of uh, weights yeah. and uh, a bench. Cool. <laughs> I had to raise 100 bucks. They put the other 100 bucks. And that's how I got started in my room. So you just started in your house, like just lifting in your bedroom? Yeah. Watching the guys on TV. And the following years... I started building my own equipment. Okay. So I was buying steel, cut them off, you know, get it welded, get back home, drill holes, wires, <laughs> everything, you know, padding. And so I built myself a, a pulley machine, squat rack, a decline, incline bench, like a, a Scott curl machine. So I mean, a full gym. So you, you made it all yourself as well. That's brilliant. Yeah. This Not bad for a 13 years old boy. <laughs> 13, yeah, that's so showing some dedication right there. And I joined a real gym by 15. So I was at the, uh, I was going in high school and they had a small gym nearby. So I would go to school. When I was done, I would go to the gym and then each hike back home every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it was tough, tough days, you know, like it's a small town on the uh, north coast of the St. Lawrence River. Very small, uh, not much support from my parents back in the days. Instead of giving me some money to buy some equipment, that was it. I was playing ice hockey at the same time. And uh, when I got into college, that's really when I got started with powerlifting and, uh, you know, working toward uh, my goal, uh, accomplishing my goal and becoming a strongman. You, you always, like, strongman was always the goal for you. It wasn't like body. Always, always, since age 12. Wow, that's interesting. Because I've heard, I've heard rumors like you were focused on bodybuilding first. I didn't know that like you would, because now it's easier. Now people see strongman all the time. But when we first started, it wasn't so visible. <laughs> by the time I saw it on TV, and by the time I got to college, there were no strongman competition in Canada, not at all. Yeah. So I was mainly training to compete in a sport that doesn't exist. <laughs> It must be so, weird. I remember yeah. reading in the Muscle Magazine. I think it was a Muscle Mag. And they had this section. Once in a while, they would have an article on strongmen. So I was reading about it. I know that sometime they were going in the Venice and at the Golds in Venice. So that's what I've done after college. I went and spent a year in the Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Trying to connect with the strongman community. Yeah. So basically, it was bodybuilding community there. But anyway, that's how, you know, I learned English. That's how I, you know, I got in touch with some of the big name of the sport. And uh, 
pretty much there was another step toward becoming a strongman. And I came back from there, become, uh, became a police officer, still trained to become a strongman. Yeah. And I happened to compete in a small show that they had in Quebec, in the, in the north of the provinces of Quebec. And I won that show. And the following years, they were supposed to host the Canada's Strongest Man Contest in Toronto. It didn't happen, but somehow the promoters were asked by the people from TWI, who will I win the show? And that's my name who came out. And then I received a phone call after a graveyard shift, and that was an invitation to go to Tangier in 98. So yeah. that's how I got my invite. And that's wow. how I got started. So they didn't even do the show? But no. you got, they got the phone call. You were, you were the man that was winning the contests at the time, but I guess. In by, but at the time, you know, like I built myself quite a reputation on strength and size. And that's, yeah. uh, that was my, basically my only strategy. I'm like, uh, if I get myself strong enough and big enough, somebody's going to hear from me, uh, of me. And that's all uh, it's going to happen. Inter it's interesting because a lot of people use that tactic now. They use social media to be seen. But obviously, we didn't have social media back then. You were just hoping someone would notice how big and strong you were. Finger and hoping, you know, training on. Everything I was doing was gearing toward becoming a strong man. I remember, you know, I was working as a police officer and then uh, people was working with me. We were in the patrol car and they were asking me, uh, so what are you going to do next? I'm like, ah, I'm going to become a strong man. So I'm like, what has to do with police? Yeah. Uh, I think police as a security, yeah. as a way to make a living. But my main goal was to become a strong man. That's cool. There's, there's been some strong police, before, you know, around. Obviously, Ronnie yeah. Coleman, Derek Poundstone, yourself. There, there's been a few. That, that, yeah, you're not the kind of guys people are going to get want to get stopped by <laughs> if you're speeding or something like that. Well, it was actually, you know, for me, when I was a police officer, it was an asset. Yeah. Everything was easier. I was getting somewhere. I would get recognized. People were nicer with me than would be they would be with other officers. So it made my job way easier. That's cool. You, you I remember one day I, pulled a, I arrested a guy. So we are heading to the station. So he's sitting behind me, obviously. Then he asked me, he's like, hey, uh, I heard about this guy, you know, like uh, this uh, big uh, officer, you know, like his name is Hugo Girard. How big he is? I'm like, oh, he's way bigger than me. <laughs> I, I know that. I know he's, but you know, how big am I? way way bigger than me so he wasn't aware it was me that was cool. <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've got a few stories like that as well people think they, they know who you are and there's, there's these weird stories that go off and you know it's like people always oh my mate's twice the size of you and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i heard story about stuff that i've done that i never done <laughs> yeah. yeah no i've got that as well I, actually i had um jamie reed do you remember jamie reeves the yeah, yeah. i had jamie on a few months back and He's got good stories. He's a storyteller. He's a great storyteller, but someone had told me a story about him. So I asked him about it. It wasn't true, but he said he's going to go with it anyway now. <laughs> Just let the stories go. I'm bringing it to the guy. You know, he yeah. come, out, come out with you with, uh, to you with a story. You know, I like, just go along with it, and that's it's, it. it. It's so true. I see so many things online and stuff about some of the guys, obviously the guys I've competed with, and I know it's not true, but people love to exaggerate and make things bigger and better. It's a, it makes it a fun story, doesn't it? You've got to go that's what makes it even more appealing. You know, like yeah. you hear this story, they hear about it, and uh, they want to be part of it. By telling the story, they feel like they're playing a role, yeah. and they were there or they're around, they know you. You know, uh, It just helps to promote the sport somehow. Exactly. And I'm sure you've seen how much bigger the sport's getting right now. It's, yeah. it's, it's really growing. It's good to see, to be honest, because... Not only the sport, the guys too. I yeah. mean, the athlete, wow. Oh, some of the fans now. If you ever come to like the shows in the UK, we have 12,000 fans, proper strongman fans. Not like just people put there to, to make a crowd. These are people paying tickets to come and watch the, the guys and, you know, genuine fans that love watching. It's so good to see. The, the guys are all kind of, you know, they sell their own merchandise now. And it's just, it's just getting bigger and bigger. It's a bit like wrestling was, I guess. You know, well, they did a good job in the UK. A big, big job, you know, promoting the sport. 
Yeah, it's uh, Darren Sadler really did a good job, to be honest. With Giants Live, he, he got involved with Colin Bryce and Giants Live. And since then, it's just grown massively. The, the shows, it, the arena shows, making it a, a real show now rather than just putting on an event. It's, it's, a, it's a proper show, proper production. And obviously, with the way the year, this year has been with COVID and stuff, it's, it's been a real shame. But hopefully, we'll get back to some of those live shows by next year, at least, if um, things improve. Hopefully, somehow, it's just a matter of time, but things are going to resume to normal one day or another. They so, have to. They have to. I you you know what done with a deadlift online. That was great. Yeah. That was a great show. Great stuff. There's been a lot of kind of controversy. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But I think it's been great because it's just kept people's interest in the sport, which for me is important. It doesn't matter, you know, what they think. You know, pulling that kind of number, I mean, the number itself, the, the performance itself, it's worth, doesn't matter if it's in COVID and the yeah. people watching competition or not. This is amazing. Yeah. Well, you've broken, you've broken a few records yourself. You were, particularly with the shoulder events, you were the loglift record holder, weren't you? Back in the days, yeah. Did you, did you have Axel as well? Log and Axel record? Yeah, I made the, I think the original Axel world record. Yeah. On the, on the log, we had a few battles, but back in the days, they always put on log for reps instead of log for max. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I hurt myself when the sport shifted for max weight and heavy number which i think will have suited me better yeah yeah i think so you were you were so statically you, you, i remember watching you and if it was like a 120 farmers you weren't so good but if it was 160 180 it was so much yeah. better for you i was going at the same speed doesn't matter how heavy it was yeah so yeah. that's what happened so for me it's like i will compare myself to a diesel engine yeah oh, a lot of talk yeah so you, you put on a few heavy shows in canada didn't you yeah, we did have a few shows. Yeah, it was very, very heavy show. And uh, I was doing well because it was heavy. Yeah. The top guy was there. You know, I think we did the farmers uh, 60 meters, 100, 165 kilos in each end yeah. in 39 seconds or something. Actually, I watched it about a couple of months ago and I was amazed because. Uh, I didn't drop it because I know if I was dropping it, I might not lift it. <laughs> well, I, I was just, I was just saying, I prefer the heavier farmers to the lighter ones. And it's it, sometimes, I don't know if you ever found it. I, I, I remember I did one farmers walk event in a Giants Live in England. And we just did, we did a deadlift for Max. So that was my warm up for the, for the farmers. I didn't want to even warm up because I knew, I think they were like 180 or 190 farmers. And I was a little bit dehydrated. So when I grabbed the farmers and picked them up, my hand locked <laughs> it was i was like cramped and locked in place and i just had to, i knew i just had to kind of finish it because i couldn't even open my hand so it was, it was it was a funny one but it was always been a, I, I, like yourself heavier farmers i used to really enjoy it heavier event yeah you know, I think, but you know also you gotta keep in mind you wanted to make it more appealing and more entertaining more like a race so it's to find a balance between, you know, like heavyweight, lightweight, something in between. Yeah. Oh, but now, now you watch the guys. They're athletic. They move fast, but they lift ridiculous weights as well. It's amazing how it's, strong they are now. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you were considered one of the biggest guys back when you were competing, weren't you? You were like, what was your yeah. body weight? Wallace now. Yeah. Yeah. What was your body weight when you were at World's Strongest Man? between 150 to 160 kilos yeah which now is sort of average size at world's strongest man yeah, yeah. yeah. you have you have guys 180 190 200 kilos some yeah. even heavier than that but now they're monster they're huge <laughs> yeah tall 200 kilos and athletic it's like come on give us a break <laughs> but at the same time you gotta remember that in our days we started maybe a bit older then those guys start now, you know, they oh, yeah. start now maybe late, uh, you know, like early 20s, yeah. late teens, you know, so they got a good background when they get, when they become a man, they already have some experience lifting heavy weight. Yeah. So, you know, I, I got involved in strongman really when I was about 25, 26 years old. Yeah. So then you start, you know, like, get around the, the event, the technique on those events, the stones, everything was a first. Yeah. By the time they're 25 now, they already uh, 
being a strong man for a few years. So they already managed to know all the event. So I mean, they can focus more on developing abilities. It's gonna help them becoming a better athlete yeah. than us back in the days. No, it's true. I think it's, it's just that popularity again. It's so much more popular. It's more easily accessible and the sport is just growing and starting to attract some of the better athletes now, I think. Whereas if, if you really wanted to make some money, you'd never really look at strongman. Whereas now some of these like freaky athletes that would have all gone to the NFL or something like that, they're starting to kind of, you know, dip their foot into to strongman. And yeah, they use strongman as a way to train for their sport, yeah. which wasn't the case before. And at the same time, remember, Yuko Ala was one of the first athletes who was training the event, getting ready for contests. Yeah. And then it became the norm. I remember I built myself a compound with all the strongman equipment. So I had guys coming from the U.S. to train me because I have access to all the strongman equipment. Yeah. So back in the days, they were not used to it. Now everybody's got farmers. Oh, everyone love. has it now. Every, you have it. You, you yeah. must have it. If you don't, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, and everything's loadable, so you can strip it right down to, to lightweights. You can actually warm up on the strongman kit, whereas... You can buy it now. You've got yeah, something yeah. to build Yeah, so back in the days, I had to order my stone for some guy, you know, like, you, who build it. I wanted to have the weight, the size. Now it's easier. It's easier for a guy who wants to become a strongman to have access to training, equipment, contests. Yeah. You know, we're struggling to have a show back in those days. Now, they have shows everywhere, every weekend. Yeah, so, yeah. It's nonstop now. There's no season to it anymore. It's literally all year, there's, there's always big contests. The only thing I think is lacking now is a GNY organization who can manage to put everybody under one governing body. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult, I think, to do because so many promoters want to do different things. But I'd love to see it. If we could make the sport grow and, and get everyone working together. It's just, we, I think it's going to be a bit more like boxing where you've got different promoters that maybe in the future they can work together and hopefully we can see all the top guys competing in the same contests and just keep it growing. But Is unlike it, boxing, boxing, they got, they got many organizations, but still they managed to make some kind of money. Yeah. I think prize money is still very low in strongman. Not where it should be. No, no. But the kind of uh, sacrifice you make, all the effort, with Jane Wine, professional athlete, yeah. when you become a strong man. Well, you know, you, you've, you've promoted a lot of shows, haven't you? I mean, when, yeah. when you think of strong, how, how do you want to see it go forward? Do you think it needs to be focused as a sport or more as entertainment? I think the only way is to be, to be a sport. Yeah. You know, by being a sport, it brings you the credibility required to get some, I would say, big sponsor get behind it. Yeah. And that you got your main character because we already have those guys. Yeah. We you know, the leaders, you know, those that the youngster looks after, you know, they want to become like them. You know, yeah. we, I would compare ourselves to real-life superheroes. Yeah. The only thing we, we need is a proper stage to actually show off our, our skills and get rewarded and get respected as professional athletes. It is better now than it used to be. Right. It's, there's still some improvement to do it, it to go this way. It's still often people think of strongmen as like a little bit of a side freak. He yeah. Kind of, yeah, like a circus act sometimes. And I think but that's... But the fact that it's not organized yeah. at an higher level doesn't help to get recognized as proper professional athlete. No, I agree with that. Hopefully we can keep seeing it improving. I mean, you, you, you did a lot of contests. You, you organized a lot of contests in Canada, didn't you? You had like a whole series. Yeah. And you, you've got a lot of good guys come through from Canada now. You got a lot of good guys, good athletes. You know, I remember. You know, I, I came close to have like a big company get involved into the sport. Yeah. But every time it was the same. You know, uh, at the end of the day, it's the lack of credibility for all the athletes. Yeah. You know, they wanted to see some drug testing. Yeah. They wanted to see some more standardized equipment. Uh, and, yeah. Equipment. 
they wanted to see more a better organization you know like they had a hard time to understand them here we had some organization layer getting to the national level but after that it was a jungle yeah <laughs> it is still now I, I... the uh, marketing uh, the marketing uh, office of a company looking after it so they start digging obviously then they can see somehow it gets to an empty shelf yeah. and it leads pretty much nowhere so for them to invest that kind of money they rather go to some other sport where they have the insurance and somehow they're going to get back for what they invest do you think eventually we can we can get those big sponsors into strongman i think so i think everything is there we got sensational athlete we got it's very strongman is highly entertaining yeah way more than some of the other sports who get big money oh i, I totally agree we need to get a proper governing body worldwide mm. divided with a national organization and then to lead to a proper world championship yeah and this way instead of having three or four world champion you got one world champion yeah. and this way you can actually set up international show a tour just like the used to and they wanted to do yeah but then you get tv exposure internationally we already got international tv exposure but without re really getting being organized so every yeah. promoter is looking for himself i think yeah i agree i think you can as a fan it can be quite confusing to watch like i don't know what it's like with the tv in canada but in the uk at christmas time and i don't really know this in the uk we always show all of strongman in december so even if shows happen in January, everything showed in December. And it's very confusing then as a fan because you watch, like, there's a Champions League shows, there's Giants Live shows, there's Britain's Strongest Man, there's World's Strongest Man. It just doesn't, you know, the timeline is all over the place. So it becomes, becomes very confusing for a fan to watch. Just like you said, the timeline, it's okay. But having so many organizations, it's hard to follow up how it works actually yeah it promote the sport but at the same time it promotes as well or unorganized the sport is yeah yeah so if the fan have a hard time to follow it so imagine a big company wants to invest money is he going to invest in something who doesn't look genuine you know it's not really sure where it's leading how it works so i think that's Part of the main problem yeah no. we have to we have to fix this problem somehow and to ah. fix it, everybody has to sit at the same table and decide to work together and that that's the hard thing is getting everyone to to actually communicate sometimes it is it's tough because somehow you have to put something aside yeah. and that something aside might be your your share of it yeah. yeah but we have to look at the big picture and not the small one. The pie is going to get bigger if we all work together. Yeah, we, you know, promoters should be earning money from it. Athletes should be earning money from it. It's we've got to try and just keep it growing so that we can all start to put more money into it. Anyway, enough about going forward. I want to talk about you because that's why I've got you on here. Take me back to your favorite contest. Your like, obviously, you you got that invite to to World Strongest Man, but but tell me your your real favorites. Was it at World Strongest Man or was it some of the Super Series shows. I know you did the Muscle Power. Yeah. I love the Super Series. I love the Muscle Power because it was totally different. You know, it was in Aberdeen, you know, on grass, you know, uh, old school strongman stuff. You know, uh, Evan put on the on the go, you know, like Doogie will come up with the, uh, the rules and the event, you know, like on the day of the contest. <laughs> and, uh, that was different. The Super Series, I like it because they were gearing toward making something more organized. I think that they had good intention behind it. It looked like it was, when I sort of started watching the Super Series, like 2002, 2003, it looked like they were trying to really create some kind of real 
improve the promotion of the sport, create like a proper contest where there's different contests throughout the year. You really start to find who's the best all-round athlete. But you can see that Collins learn from it because look at Giant Life. Yeah. It's very similar to the Super Series the way it was built up back in the days. But I think the fact that the same governing body, you know, IFSA, Strongman, actually IFSA, was behind Super Series and they were also organizing World Strongest Man. So it was even more confusing for everybody. Mm. So you have the same people who lead the sport working with both organizations. But yeah. it doesn't matter. Beside politics, for me, Super Series was fun because we're traveling the world. Same promoters, equipment were very similar. You know, the, the layout was great, great crowd. TV exposure, so I think they were they had a good uh, concept there, and uh, it was more like a sport, and I felt like I was part of something where we were put on first, yeah. and then the TV was coming second, and was actually filming the, the sport, which was great. I had a great time when in my memories I competed in the Czech Republic, I think it was two thousand one. Okay. So, I won there and it was, it was a great show, great crowd. You know, the Eastern country always had huge crowd. They did, yeah. You know, Poland, I have uh, good memories from competing there as well. Hawaii. So, to be honest with you, I, I won't say I had any favorite uh, competition. Everywhere I went, I had the opportunity to meet great people, learn about a different culture. Yeah. You know, visit the world. At the same time, I was doing what I loved. I love competing into strongman. So my sport brought me all over the place. So sometimes it went well, sometimes it went not so well. But doesn't matter. If you get, you've done with a contest, you're not hurt. Yeah. Doesn't matter the placement. You still did what you loved. You had a great time, met people, great experience, and became a better person for it. I think it's, it's, it's interesting listening to you say that. So, so many of the guys I've had on, myself included, have said how they just enjoyed the traveling around, meeting new people, new experiences, making friends. It's, it's one of the best things, I think, about sport, just being able to, to get you out of your bubble, if you like. You know, if we're all, you know, from our hometowns and stuff, when you can actually see there's a big wide world out there, see more of it, experience different cultures. I remember watching the contest you guys did in Hawaii. I would love to go out there. It just looked like you had a great time. That was awesome. You know, obviously, what a great place. Yeah. You know, and then you get to compete in the place like Hawaii. I mean, I wasn't playing tourist there, but still, the, it's magic. Yeah. It was magic. And uh, winning the Super Series there, uh, great memories, great time. And I'm looking forward to go back there. Actually, I never went back to Hawaii. I went to China. Yeah, China yeah. completely different, but again, an amazing experience. Africa. You know. I don't remember about the best place I've been, but I can tell you this. I remember about the worst. And Go China on. is definitely the worst place. <laughs> You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> Go I don't know now, but the food was terrible. <laughs> the problem with China is obviously it's, it's very different to anywhere else in the world. So, you know, if you go to different countries, you can kind of figure things out and you can read things a little bit. You can kind well, of... Anticipate it won't be like home. Yeah. But in China, it's completely alien. And <sighs> unless you've got someone translating you, you're going to end up eating some kind of, I don't know, donkey dick or something. <laughs> you have a translator. If you don't eat an American restaurant, yeah. you end up eating something you don't want to eat. Yeah. You know, I remember we were all there and we... Uh, I had like three or four boxes of protein bar and we were eating all protein bars all week. You know, yeah. we were there for two weeks. The first week was okay. By the second week, we were eating McDonald's and Pizza Hut every day because they had spaghetti and Pizza Hut. Yeah. I mean, that was all bad it was. <laughs> no breakfast at the hotel. We just couldn't manage to eat the food there. They had a big banquet. So, uh, I don't know how many people were there. Like, they received us like stars. Yeah. But 
they were just eating the kind of food we don't. Yeah. And uh, they came up with all this on the table and none of us will eat. Obviously, <laughs> I guess, you know, like they were eating everything. Yeah. But, uh, I lost weight, uh, terrible performance, <laughs> bad memories. I went back one time for the Guinness Book of World Record and uh, it was like seven or six years after the Strawman show. And I didn't remember about the bad memories. So, and that's true story. Came off from the plane, went to the hotel, went straight to the restaurant. And that was a five-star hotel. So I, I played safe. I said, I'm going to order chicken with rice. And the lady started laughing when I ordered the food. I didn't know why. She was like, you know, chicken, it's not... It's not hard to make, actually. Yeah, yeah. And rice either. <laughs> anyway, she came back, put it on the table, and then I figured out why she was laughing. I took one bite. The thing was so hot. You know, so hot. I'm starting crying. <laughs> Sp spicy hot. Spicy hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't eat it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to order something else. Quite safe. A burger. Yeah. The burger came up with the, uh, the patty being pretty much raw. And the color wasn't what I expected. So anyway, we ended up going to McDonald's. So that was it. It took me half an hour, and it's almost like it was a movie, a bad movie playing fast forward in my head about all the bad memories I had from my previous trip to China. <laughs> and I can't believe I did, yeah, I did say yes to come here again. How many times did you go to China? I went there four times. Same. And I, I've got the same, same experience. Four times, all for competition. Or, or for, I did one Guinness record out there in three contests. The food is a nightmare. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. See? I, had one, I did have one nice meal, to be fair. We had one nice meal where a translator took us ordered some really nice things. But if you don't have a translator, you're playing uh, Russian roulette with the food. It's <laughs> I remember one day we were, we'd been to a, they had a, some, somebody was getting married. So somehow we were invited to this, uh, not the ceremony, but the banquet afterward. Yeah. The nice hotel, very nice hotel. And then they were bringing food and they had this soup and the soup actually tastes quite good until somehow someone asked, what's in it? <laughs> don't ask we don't want to know what's in it because we can actually eat that, that thing yeah. yeah i think one contest we we got given these burgers and to be honest they weren't too bad i, I i'm quite laid back i'm just like I'll, I'll eat it it's okay fine i found out afterwards it was donkey burger <laughs> but I, i'd already eaten it by then but I, I've, I've eaten worse they have like have you seen the the, the rotten eggs that they eat they're just awful awful <laughs> Or you go, to, you, you go to the shop and they've got like the chicken hands and stuff like that, the claws. They got everything. You know, you walk on the street and then everything will crawl, walk, fly, they eat swim, it. <laughs> anything. Yeah. So scary. That's how you understand. Okay, if they set it here, my as well being in my food, in my plate later on. So, okay. I think everyone that's competing in China ends up being like 10 kilos lighter by the time they go home. <laughs> then the good thing about China, if you want to lose weight, you go there. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, still, I got bad memories, but you know, I've been to China. I've seen the Great Walls. Yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, you've been there. How many people can actually brag about being to China? It's, it's true. And again, even with the terrible food, there's some brilliant things to see. And like I said earlier, you know, I've been to various different places in Africa, you know, various different places in Europe, America, North and South America. It's just seeing that different culture, the way different people live. I mean, I, I remember a, a fun... Have you ever been to the Ukraine? Ukraine, uh, no. Ukraine they, they love strongman over there, especially a few years ago when Vasil Vorastyuk was winning World's Strongest Man. They had big crowds, a bit like Poland. They, they'd have huge crowds, real fans. But the food there is very strange as well. And, and that's, that's another place where you go to and you're like, okay, this food is a little bit different. But... Again, I've got some incredible memories and stories. I had a, uh, we did a team competition there. Do you remember Ollie Thompson? 
Yes. Uh, me and Ollie have some funny stories from, from times over there. It's, and, and those friendships that you make, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. You know, it doesn't matter if we're talking about China, but to be honest with you, I have way more good memories and bad memories. Definitely. Definitely. You know, the way I look at it, you know, I think I, I'm grateful that I had the chance to compete into strongman. You know, uh, I know many professional athletes, football, hockey, baseball here. You know, we get to travel all over the world. Yeah. Those guys, you know, like if you play football, you play in the U.S. Yeah. You get lucky, you go to London, yeah. in Mexico. You know, some of them then go back to their hometown. They won't travel. We did have the chance to travel the world to do what we loved. Yeah, it's obviously it's, I would have enjoyed having uh, the chance to make million doing it, but it yeah. wasn't the case. But just what we learn, just what we experience, somehow it's worth something more exactly. than money. To be honest, I, I totally agree. The experiences I'd, I'd never change them, and I know you have suffered a lot of injuries. I have as well. But I, I wouldn't change the experiences I've had because it led me to, to where I went to with the sport and where I am now. I mean, you're, you're in a good place now. You seem to be doing really well. Um, I'm happy with what I'm doing now. You know, and uh, I got, I won't say lucky because uh, I did play my card right. But uh, I was able to use what I've done into Strongman to promote myself, to be able to actually have a, a career afterward. Yeah, I think that's important as well. And you, you create your own luck. I don't care what anyone says. You, you don't just get handed things to you on a plate. You, no, have no, to, no. you have to create that own luck. So tell us what's, what's coming up for you. You say you, you're really getting into acting now. Yeah, that's the next step. I don't have to do it. You know, like I have plenty of my, uh, the, uh, my plates right now. But that's something I always wanted to do. Yeah. And I think that's the next step. You know, uh, like I said, I'm always staying for TV show. So, uh, which is good experience, got me to travel the world as well, which is great. Renovation show, cooking show. So I'm doing stuff that I love. That's what I love about my life is I don't work. Yeah. I just happen to do what I love. That's the best way. I love, I love eating. I love traveling. I love renovating. You know, yeah. then you get to meet people, you get to learn because that's something that I think it's very important in life. You got to keep learning. You got to evolve. You got to become a better person as life goes on. Yeah. And uh, I don't want to be one of this person, you know, wakes up one day looking back and saying, you know, I, I wish I'd done that. Yeah. So that's the same thing. You know, I'm uh, waiting uh, for... Uh, a movie part. Actually, I got the part. We're waiting for the financial part aspect of the the movie. So if it works, that's going to be it. If it doesn't, something else is going to show up. You know, I don't worry about it. I've been taking acting class for four years now. You enjoying so, that? Uh, actually, kind of fun, and it helps me also into my uh, animation. Yeah. When I'm hosting a TV show, it helps me as well. You know, when I do a conference. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you do. You can always translate it to something else. Yeah. You can use it. It's a tool. You have a toolbox. doesn't matter if you're going to use it. The day you need it, you want it. Exactly. And the more you know, it's, it's never, uh, knowledge is never a, a bad thing, knowing things and, and improving yourself, like you say. It's interesting that you're getting into the acting. I had Magnus Samuelson on, and he, he's quite into his, his acting now. So well. it's, it's great well. to see guys from Strongman going down that route now. Obviously, Thor Bjornsson, He's been in, you know, obviously Game of Thrones and other guys. I've done a little bit of acting in different films and stuff. And it just gives, just taking up the opportunities that we get and then rolling with it. Developing, it. getting better. I tell you, there's so many people out there. I think they they want to do things, but they're scared. And it just, sometimes you've just got to take those opportunities, just go for it and then get better. You know, you might not be the best actor to start with. Practice, get better, you know. you got to learn something. You're going to start somewhere. Yeah. And one thing for sure, if you don't try, it won't happen. Exactly like that. And it's the same with Strongman, same with everything. None, of us, everything yeah. none of us start off being you know, the best guys in the world. It takes a lot of hard work, a lot of training, a lot of development. And it's the same in every single aspect that you do. I'm doing a lot of commentating now. And I love it. It's just, I feel like I want to get better all the time. And it's good seeing someone like yourself that... Is, you know, I have the gym, you know, the gym is doing well. We have boxing, we have jujitsu. So uh, 
Right now, I'm waiting for my license to become a promoter. So we're going to get involved into promoting uh, boxing and uh, MMA uh, gala. You're so a multi-talented man. It's great to see you're doing so well. I'm really, really, really pleased. I got a good team and I got good people around me. And I think it's uh, one thing is important. It's a, you got to be able to learn how to get the proper person around you. You will build yourself a good team, good people to rely on. So you move faster, you move forward faster if you've got uh, people supporting you. No, definitely. So before I let you go, I wanted to, do you still watch much Strongman? Do you, do you still kind of stay involved? Do you watch it at all or not really? To be honest with you, not much. I don't even watch TV, to be honest. You know, like, You're too busy. My, my day is quite full, you know, like uh, uh, between, like I said, you know, I have the gym, the, the, the supplement line. I'm coming up with the clothing line as well this, uh, next fall. Cool. I'm a spokesperson for BMR, which is a, uh, home hardware companies so they keep me busy as well then the acting class then whatever else I'm involved you know I mean uh, uh, time is something I don't have yeah. the, the luxury to waste well, I'm not even watching TV is wasting time but uh, I, I don't have that time anymore you know I get home at night and uh, I'm very tired and then I have to get ready for next day and next day is going to be a big day as well well, I want to thank you for giving us the time to talk to you because for, for me, you're one of the few guys from when I was really watching that I haven't had the chance to, to meet properly. So it's been a pleasure to chat to you, Hugo. I really appreciate you coming on, talking about your, your career. I wish you the absolute best with everything that you're doing. Hopefully we'll, we'll get to, to, to meet in person one day. And I just want to say one more time, thank you again for coming on. If, any of, the, if any of the fans want to, want to find you, are you on social media? Are you on um, Instagram? Instagram, you know, at the Hugo Gerard, and then uh, Hugo Gerard on Facebook. Actually, you Google my name, fairly far, fairly easy to find. And if you guys haven't seen, make sure you go and check out some of the old Super Series videos, because Hugo genuinely was one of the absolute strongest men on the planet. For people that haven't seen his pressing power, unbelievable, his grip strength. You, you just uh, an awesome strong. I used to love watching you back in the day. You know, one of the guys that inspired me. So thank you very much. Guys, I hope you've enjoyed the show with Hugo. Hugo, take care. We will chat with you again soon. See you. Take care. Take care. Thank you.